0: read it and weep episode number 39 we are the podcast about bad books movies and television today we are talking about atlas shrugged ayn rand's novel about a dystopian future set in the past where america gets taken over by communists and the rich rebel by making long speeches at parties We are reading the second quarter of the unabridged version, which on audiobook is hours 13 through 24. If you hate yourself or love us or both, you can read along with us. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash and weep, Audible sponsors us, and they will offer you a free audiobook by signing up to be a trial member. So you sign up, you get to download any book. You can download the abridged version of this and only waste a quarter as much time. And then you get to keep the audiobook even if you cancel the trial subscription before they start charging you so that also very very much helps us and thanks to audible for sponsoring the show joining us today we have a very special panel uh so let me introduce them all up first all the girls claim to have slept with him to hide their embarrassment that he actually turned them down little do they know that he's only pretending to be a slut ladies and gentlemen it's
1: ezra if you like steel you'll love me
0: (laughs) i can't wait to find out why also joining us today he is a great pirate of the high seas robbing from the poor to give to the rich That's right, it's Chris.
2: I pillage for the rich. I'm like reverse Robin Hood in a windbreaker. Watch me!
0: (laughs) (laughs) And we have a very special guest today. His job is to create things for his brother and his friends to destroy, which is exactly how it should be for a younger sibling. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, please welcome Forrest to the program.
3: Hey, I'm gonna go build a railroad and give it to somebody else, so that's all you'll be very busy
0: today i can tell
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> and of course today i'm your host today i'll give you the secret recipe for my medal but only if you try to humiliate my mistress first my name is alex hey, alex. hey. hey, alex. hey guys uh secretly though i kind of want the newspapers to find out that i conquered the ice princess
1: i mean if we're going by difficult to attain really like the most impressive person to sleep would be like like a statue or something like that because like if you get a statue to fall in love with you like damn you should, you should what should if he... it
0: was an ice... ice statue and a statue. <laughs> you knew exactly where I was going to go with that one.
1: Well done.
2: I think I saw that movie. Wasn't that, uh... <laughs>
0: Wasn't that bad? Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Maybe a puppy instead. Maybe. Those are an easy get because they'll lick anybody.
2: <laughs> oh! <laughs> burn, Jacob Black. What up? <laughs>
3: If you attain, like, a statue of a puppy, is that sort of a...
0: How did we never discuss the possibility of an ice statue of a puppy?
1: Huh, that's the best of both worlds.
0: Yeah. Or the worst of oh, both worlds. Well, yeah, both. the worst of both Probably. worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Assuming the part you like about the puppy is his shape. <laughs>
2: yeah. Uh, shape and not at all friskiness. Yeah. <laughs> or warmth. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, uh, since you guys have not read the book, we are going to have Chris summarize it for you, the second quarter of the book. So, Chris, we're going to give you 30 seconds to summarize this quarter. And, uh, Chris, I would like you to summarize this in the style of a judge reading a verdict to a person at a trial.
2: Okay. Uh, (laughs) Your time will
0: begin (laughs) when you start
2: your first impression. (laughs) I'm going to take a sip of water. The water, the water I think that me. counts.
3: Doesn't that count?
2: <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. Uh, the Honorable Judge Chris is here to render a verdict upon this fair county on the case of Atlas Shrugged versus Boredom. <laughs> in the case of Atlas Shrugged versus Boredom, the charges are that this book is a series of lists, toxic circles, and has tiresome politics (laughs) the country is disintegrating because well we spent the entire first portion of the book building a railroad and now we're tearing it up again, because life is a futile exercise. Uh, the government is now <laughs> passing laws that make business and, in general, being heroic and awesome uh, illegal, <laughs> and we're now just forced to sort of writhe around like little worms. <laughs> in other news, Lily knows that Hank is sleeping with Dagny. Nothing comes of this. <laughs> Guilty of boredom.
0: (laughs) Well, now that you know uh, exactly what's happened, it is time for us to lay in with our actual criticism. As always, we will start and end with a compliment and put how we really feel in the middle. Forrest, as our guest, you have the choice to go first or last in the major compliment round?
3: I'll go first. Please. Well, um, this is perhaps a little earlier than this portion started, but uh, when, when the John Galt line goes up and Dagny is talking to all the reporters... She's getting on the train, and then somebody shouts out, who is John Galt? And she responds, we are. And I found that really actually impressive that it turns out all of these people are John Galt because they've had the time to find the Fountain of Youth, (laughs) uh, find the lost island of Atlantis, and build a revolutionary railroad. I I find that really impressive, and I, I have to compliment them for that. (laughs) <laughs> do you guys know what
0: this is this is being john galtovich <laughs> yeah, john galt john galt
3: yeah yeah we got to find that air duct to get into the
0: yeah yeah the, the, the john galt head get into john galt's head so that he can we can live out our lesbian fantasies <laughs> That's the only part I remember of that movie. Yeah. Uh, and the team. <laughs> all, right, all right. Excellent compliment for us, uh, Chris. I believe it is your turn to go
2: second. Um, my compliment. Uh, this book surprised me a little. I didn't think it would get this grim. Huh. By the end of this section, the country is really, you know, fucked up. Like things look bad, and I was pretty much expecting like an object lesson sort of thing. Like a few companies fail, and this is why you always leave a note. You know, sort of <laughs> but uh, instead, you know, everything is like falling apart, and not that it makes it better. It probably makes the book even more stupid and and you know bad. But it just you know kind of surprised me. Yeah, way to so. go there!
0: Excellent. I'm gonna go third. One of the bigger scenes in the section is a trial scene where uh, Reardon is put on trial for secretly selling his awesome metal at. Greater quantities than he's legally allowed to,
2: because you're really... a crook, Captain Hook. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: and uh, and during the trial, she says, and I quote, "The layout of the room suggested a panel putting something over on a mentally retarded public."
4: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it took her twenty hours, but she finally told us how she feels about us. <laughs> and... <laughs> All right,
1: is uh, yeah. So so you're talking about how she feels about the public and there's actually a great line where she summarized the entire book I think also Uh, I'm gonna read it to you guys
0: I always like when they do that
1: yeah now you see Dr. Stadler, you're speaking as if this book were addressed to a thinking audience if it were one would have to be concerned with such matters as accuracy validity logic and the prestige of science but it isn't it's addressed to the public (laughs) you you have always been the first to believe that the public does not think
4: (laughs)
0: Well, so now to contrast with our compliment sandwich, it's time for our uh, new feature of Hate Boggle or Hate Bingo. There was some internal discussion as to whether or not this is more Boggle-like or Bingo-like. Anyway, we each have a list of five things that we think are the worst thing about this section of the book, and we're going to go around and and discuss them and see see which ones we duplicate. And at this point, we haven't figured out a way for anyone to win or lose, so it's mostly just a a conversation. (laughs) Well, so who, who would like to offer up one of their Hate Bingo items? Um, I got one. Yeah.
1: So a lot of this book is, uh, this section is spent trying to find the inventor of this engine. Yeah. Um, and it's basically just, you know, this conversation eight different times. I don't know where the engine is. I never heard <laughs> of anyone who, uh, who invented it. <laughs> You'll never find it. Don't bother looking. Yeah. Uh, uh, repeat, repeat, repeat. And at one point, there's a cigarette there. That's pretty much (laughs) it.
0: This this is this is my first item too. I called it Long Goose Chase, where we don't gain or learn anything.
1: Yeah, no goose. What the hell?
0: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming that the engine will show up later, but at this point, we just didn't find it, which would have been solved by a very easy. She looked for a long time and couldn't find it.
1: Yeah, that's that's a fine way to compress time, Iron Rand. That works too.
3: That's actually how it was in the abridged version.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Is it really forced? (laughs)
3: <laughs> they didn't cut anything down except for that, and it's like twelve hours short.
1: <laughs> Good. So um, I got either a point or no points because of that. I don't remember which. <laughs> yeah. Well.
0: Yeah, I'll give you a point for we'll give you a point for duplicating my item. Okay, Forest. What's number one on your list?
3: I do have to say we're past the compliment part, but she does a nice job of you know completely making the whole world communist and you know imposing all of these uh, restrictions, but. There is no health care for any of these workers. (laughs) That's (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) She does not know how to write a true communist government (laughs) that gives people health care.
1: It it does have some communist inaccuracies. It's a very good point.
0: (laughs) Did anybody get that one? I'm guessing no.
1: No. So does Forrest get a point now also?
0: Yes, Forrest gets one point for that.
1: Good job. The first item on my hate boggle is... When things
2: are falling apart, when companies are failing, there's like two hours of A causes B, causes <laughs> X, causes Y, causes Z. And nobody thought that that would also cause E, F, and G, but, <laughs> but it, it did. did. <laughs> and so it's just it's – it, it's like Deuteronomy. You know, be
1: <laughs> failure begot
2: failure begot failure yeah.
1: <laughs> you know and you can only read that list so many times yeah. <laughs> zero number of times Chris that's how many times yeah. you can read that yeah. list
0: <laughs> Chris you also get a point for not duplicating so from having done a lot of like live theater uh, I really hate wasting people's time and so I understand at this point in the book that all the rich people have gone to Atlantis and that there's paradise for rich people there
2: Launch the fucking rocket already.
4: <laughs>
2: Stop telling me about the rocket. Launch the rocket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. No, I did not have anything about rockets. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Point for me. Do you, have, do you have a last one? It's it's my turn.
3: Yeah. When she goes to the cigarette maker and he, he endeavors to, like, find out who made this cigarette. And he can't find the the manufacturer. So he says, says Miss Taggart, this cigarette wasn't made anywhere on Earth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, this is what it is. You're you're a cigarette connoisseur, and you've talked to all of your cigarette friends, and no one knows where it comes from. So the obvious conclusion is that it's a space
1: cigarette.
3: Yeah. <laughs> with it, with a dollar sign. Check on it. your premises. <laughs> yeah.
1: And one of them comes from space.
3: Yeah. <laughs>
1: That's an excellent one. I'll give you a point for that one. All
2: right. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: number four on my list is. That everything is a fucking list. Characters are lists of adjectives and parts. And for this, I have a quote.
4: Yeah, please.
2: Reardon looked at Ronier Donishald, not smiling. The tall, slim figure with the windbreaker stretching its trained muscular agility was that of a highwayman. The stern, marble face was that of a judge. (laughs) The dry, clear voice was that of an efficient bookkeeper. You know, and you can just imagine this going on like, His arm was that of a blacksmith. (laughs) His eyes were that of a wolf.
0: (laughs) His pelvis was that of a woman who's recently given birth. (laughs) Yeah.
3: And his feet were that of somebody putting something over on a retarded person. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes.
0: All right, so now it's time for a a semi-regular segment on the program that we call the Writer's Workshop.
4: Oh. Oh.
0: Yeah, so uh, in the Writer's Workshop, we like to talk to the actual authors of the work, who we get by special permission, to join us and discuss uh, the reading they have shared with us. So we have Mrs. Ayn Rand with us today. You can say hi to everybody, Mrs. Rand.
3: Forrest, that's you. That's me. Hey. <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that part. Her yeah, voice hey. has
0: gotten a little more masculine
1: uh, since, since her death. But, oh,
0: but she is here and, and we've all seen the work and obviously, you know, we we have some constructive feedback for her. So I guess I will start as, as today's moderator. So I just wanted to say, Ms. Rand, I, I thought your work was very daring. Um but sometimes you you did a few times you did this thing where you had uh, conversations where one person is, isn't is heard from. It's sort of like someone talking on a phone in the high school play, where the character that we do here has to say things like, oh, so you say you knew that already. Well, why don't we blah, blah, blah? And then we don't hear from the other person. So I was just wondering, um, since you're writing a book and not a high school
2: play,
3: why don't we hear the other side of those conversations? All right. Well, which which conversations did you have in mind?
2: <laughs> uh, specifically, Ayn. Um, Is it Ayn? The conversations uh, of Eddie Willers, the employee at Taggart Transcontinental, where he's just he's talking to an imaginary friend, or maybe it's a real friend. I don't know. I don't know. You know, there just there weren't any details. Um,
1: uh, you know, guys, I'm gonna uh, take Ein's uh, defense here for a second. The book's already pretty long. Are you saying you want to double some of the sections' length of dialogue? <laughs> Because I don't think I want that. It was a good choice to leave out anything that she could. All right.
3: Well, if I were trying to just decrease the length, let's be honest, I would have, you know, actually decreased the length to something that <laughs> <laughs> looked well, a little decreased. I mean, I
0: guess this is something you know, and we don't know. So why don't you tell us? Was the uh, was the first draft much longer or shorter?
3: Well, the first draft was actually a very short story. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> this whole thing is based on a Stephen King short story.
1: I think this did start out as a draft of uh, of the Shawshank Redemption story. So, yeah, that makes
3: sense. <laughs> um, and, and so so I expanded it and um, thought that it was just more fun to, to, to leave. i lost my train of thought. <laughs> Don't ever well, die. You're... you're, you're Your brain really... uh,
2: Was it about trains?
3: Uh, (laughs) It was about trains.
0: Why don't you just say the same things over and over again? It won't matter if you're getting anywhere or not.
3: Well, it started as a short story. I don't know if you knew that. (laughs) Um, Written by Stephen King. (laughs) Right. Does anybody else have any uh, comments for our
0: author today? I I have one. Yeah,
1: I... I, Oh, oh, go ahead. No, Christopher, go go ahead. No, 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 you. you you, you, No, absolutely, go.
3: Somebody ask me a goddamn question. (laughs) Oh, I'll go. (laughs) <laughs> uh
1: Ms. Rind Ms. Rand, Rand. Rind, like, like an orange rind Ms. is that how it is
3: Ms. <laughs> rind yeah. it's actually Anne Ryan Rind Anne <laughs> Ryan. I
1: thought it was transposed um that's fun okay but seriously you named your the government man the the head moocher Mr. Mooch um yeah. that might not have been subtle enough um <laughs> Actually,
3: I didn't even realize that I did that. <laughs> That's astounding. <laughs> the subconscious works in extremely mysterious ways, young man.
0: <laughs> Mrs. Ryan, I have a question for you. This is Alexander again. Uh, so you made Donna Sheld be a pirate uh, who is fighting against the ideals of Robin Hood. And I was just wondering... Um, well, it's a two-part question. First of all, do you think Disney is going to be concerned about you incorporating pirates and Robin Hood into the same uh, story? And part B, in your mind, was Robin Hood a fox, or was he a, a, the person Robin Hood from the later movies?
3: Well, I, I think it's important to to set out from the outset that we're talking about the Kevin Costner Robin Hood here.
1: Oh, uh, uh, see, I'm that's... glad you're here to clarify this. I, I have a question.
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ezrafer. <laughs>
1: This is kind of uh, kind of personal, Mrs. Ryan, but um, uh, this is excellent book. I-, I want to talk about it more later, but um,
3: yeah, anytime you like, young man.
1: <laughs> well, it's just that I'm wondering what is sex like for you because the way that you talk about it here is is wholly disturbing. Yeah. So I mean.
0: So so I guess the question is, I think he's asking if you practice what you preach.
1: Well, as we said,
3: death has not been kind to me, so most of my sex involves no sign of consent or resistance. <laughs>
0: <laughs> as opposed to all those people who death has been very kind for. Well,
1: I mean, good for Tupac. Just saying.
0: <laughs> Touche. All right.
3: pock is looking good.
1: I'll
0: give you that. <laughs> well, yeah. All right. So I, I have another question. Um, so you constantly telling us that everyone is so self conscious or self confident. Sorry. That they're always uh, expressionless. Anyway, it reminds me of the Stepford Wives, but with businessmen. Uh, I was just wondering if you had any feelings on that of whether or not your uh, super awesome businessmen were automatons,
2: or if if they are robots, do you wish you were a robot? <laughs>
3: It's not that they're robots so much as they are they're, – they're all run by these static engines that are inside of them. <laughs> Pulling static electricity off their socks. Not to ruin the ending, but Dagny finally flips completely and cuts a dude open, <laughs> and that's where she finds her engine. Oh, John Galt is inside of all of us. John Galt is inside of all of us, and he's, he's also the, the young man that developed the engine. And that's why when uh, when she goes to the, the older professor, he says, "When you're ready, he will find you." And and John Gauld is inside of all of us without asking. Yeah. <laughs> without any sign of consent or resistance, <laughs> not necessary.
1: Um, uh, Ms. Ryan, uh, a question: You use the word whore thirteen times in the book and bitch eleven. Why not more skanks? Why not more uh, hoes? <laughs> Was there a shortage of
0: hoes in your time? Why not that?
1: more hose beasts? <laughs> <laughs> Why not more douchebags? I mean, it, just, it seems like you kind of you, yeah. you really could have gone to the well and, and and really explored a bit more.
0: You should talk to uh, Lauren Conrad, I think, because she was always coming up with thesaurus-type synonyms.
1: Yeah, like fucktard.
2: Yeah, yeah, you should have tried yeah, fucktard. Yeah, there's
1: only two uses of the word fucktard in this book, so I, mean, I think... A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: Miss Rand, I know you're dead and all, but I just ran a Google image search, and you were kind of weird-looking.
0: Oh... Well, and and if death has been unkind, you've only gotten worse.
2: Yeah.
3: Well, yeah. Oh, I was hideous, wasn't I? Look at that.
4: has <laughs> <laughs> got a new face.
0: Like so, okay, so obviously not a lot of plot goes on. Is there? Do you have any other predictions for what's gonna happen in the uh, second half of the book? Fuck, there's another whole half.
1: Why?
0: (laughs) In the second half, though, any Um, other ideas?
1: I'll be bored.
0: (laughs) I think the odds are in favor of that.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, she'll find she'll find John Gall, right? Yeah. Um, he'll probably be in Atlantis, or will be, you know. On like, you know, driving the bus to Atlanta. <laughs> I'm officially gonna be disappointed if John
0: Galt is not a trained dolphin.
1: I think be, <laughs> be ready to be disappointed, Alex. That's, <laughs> that's gonna happen. Other stuff. Um something I want to talk about for a second, see if if this hits or anything for you guys. So I I made the mistake of actually paying attention to something that people were saying at one point. Ooh. Uh oh. So there's uh, some philosopher that she quotes as being stupid. Uh, let's see, his line of reasoning was No matter what, people are, are subjected to nature and some of that, so we're not in control. So we might as well be subjected to a dictator. Right. <laughs> you'd really you'd be all right as a philosopher if it's the kind of argument that you made. Like, <laughs> I, I just, like what are some of the, the, the possible ramifications of, of other things you could be subjected to? Right? It's like, well, I mean, I had to clip off my toenails, so I might as well cut off my left arm.
3: yeah that's totally reasonable I was taking a bath and I thought I might as well just drown myself (laughs) already a little wet (laughs) I'm eating
0: yogurt I might as well have sex with a man Yeah. Yogurt is a perfectly <laughs> <laughs> No it isn't. <laughs> no. No it's not, not
1: not even. I'm just saying it's even. not it's not it's not like gendered one way or the other. It's just a food. Yogurt is not like a feminine <laughs> food or a masculine food. It's just food.
3: That sounds like a dude that eats a lot of yogurt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. Alright, anybody else have other things?
2: No, oh, all mine is still about the sex in this book.
0: I just. Uh... I mean, we could. I don't mind taking another stab at the sex. Like, it, it feels to me like the first one was the one that was most disturbing, and a lot of stuff after yeah. that has been just kind of boring. Yeah,
1: right. It's like, like yeah. I got tired of my affair with my mistress.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like he's still fucking her. My favorite part about the sex was that they got to be the first ones to have sex on reared and steel rails. Oh yeah. I mean, that was kind That's of It's like.
2: He deserves that. That they know of. <laughs> well, I think the thing about the sex, really, is that I think Hank Reardon might be a little bit queer, you know? Yeah. Uh, When he's looking at the pirate guy, he's like, the object that was filling his perception more forcefully than a physical object was Donna Schultz's body, the naked body under the clothes, the body that was being wiped out of existence,
0: you know, and you're like, under the clothes while they're having a
3: business discussion?
1: You don't, you don't have this kind of conversation uh, in your, in your mind, (laughs) like, when you're having a meeting with someone? Like, yeah, naked under those clothes.
3: How could they have cut that out of the abridged version? How could they have? I'm really pissed.
1: So I think
2: Reardon, Reardon's on the down low. That's my hypothesis.
0: Well, eventually he's gonna get that divorce he wants, so yeah, it's then he can crazy. do anything. Yeah. What else about the sex is notable? Like the second half feels more like what I was expecting. It was more like, or the second quarter was more like two people who are supremely self interested capitalists would have kind of self interested boring sex. That's sort of what I expected.
2: I mean, when they, yeah. when they
0: were kids, they were raping each other, but now it's mostly like. Well, we've agreed. Let's just go have boring 1950s sex.
2: So how's your portfolio? Uh, uh. (laughs) Pretty good. Pretty good. My Roth IRA is doing really surprisingly well.
1: Uh, uh, uh. That's a good hedge bet in a down market.
0: I'll show you a hostile takeover. Hold on a second. I'm getting... Yeah, I'm a little bit turned on by this.
1: Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I I have a hot tip that you could use in your portfolio. (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Bad.
0: all right let's so uh, do a second compliment and be done so reverse order from our original compliments that means we're starting with ezra great what is your minor compliment
1: very clear very simple there was one line that i actually liked a lot for description his campaign manager was a small, aging man with a face that looked as if it had once been punched in and had never rebounded. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Anne Rand sort of looked yeah. like that. <laughs> well, that's maybe right. What you know? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. She was like, you know, people have been telling me all my life, my my face has been punched in and it never came back. I want to make a character like that. <laughs>
0: I, I think, Chris, is your turn. I'm going to switch with you because uh, the right way you know reminds me of mine. So she describes at one point what life is like from the point of view of that really great scientist and how sad it is to be the greatest in the world at something and just you're longing to find somebody who is good enough to also get what you have and to, like, hang out with you. So uh, she's also impressive at writing something she has no idea what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the book has sold kind of well over time, this was totally panned when it came out.
1: Was it really? Yeah,
0: yeah. People hate like it was yeah, critics hated it.
1: Oh, well that's good. Wow. wow.
0: Yeah. It,
2: so we're not the only ones.
0: For obvious Very. reasons. <laughs> anyway, so she she's also capable of writing what she doesn't know and I I admire that.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: It does. Chris, Chris, that makes it your
2: Um yeah, so I figure this entire book, everybody is an archetype. You know, everybody's like, you know, just kinda stands for something or is like kind of a just a type of person, not really a, a unique character in and of themselves. Um, my compliment is that she busted out the wise old man who's a cook at the diner. <laughs> so when, when Dagny's looking for the engine, she's going all over and she goes up like in this small town in the woods where this ex-philosopher is now a fry cook. Mm-hmm. And he's the one who gives her this cigarette that hasn't been made anywhere on earth. Yeah, before. the cigarette from Atlantis,
0: um, presumably.
2: And he's just – he's wise and he smells like fry grease and he's got you know, pockmarks, I imagine. She didn't really go into describing him, but I'm sure that he's the type of person who would be charming.
0: If this wasn't written in the 1950s, he probably would have been the black friend in this whole thing.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, Played
0: by
3: Morgan Freeman, or the guy
1: from the Allstate. Country. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis Habert. Really? Yeah. Wow.
3: Good nice. uh, has, it's because
1: uh, he, he was the president on 24.
3: Is it Hastert? Oh, Haysbert. Isn't it Hastert? Haysbert. Haysbert. Important.
2: Okay. okay, anyway, uh... <laughs> I figure in the movie, he will invariably be played by one of those two people. Yeah. <laughs>
0: and, uh... I gotta tell you, I'm really looking forward to this movie. Yeah? <laughs> I, I, I'm a little embarrassed by it, but I'm so excited about this. I,
3: I really like Wait, it. Wait, they're making a movie of it?
0: Yeah, it hasn't actually, as far as I can tell, it hasn't actually been cast yet, despite the fact that it's coming out next year. So it's still like pre-pre-production
3: or something like that. Do they know how long it's got to be? They better cast it. <laughs> started.
1: Um, no, I mean, on IMDb, I think it says, like, this is one of the movies that's been stuck in development hell, and I think that's an absolutely good place for it.
3: Yeah, that's exactly yeah. where it belongs. It's,
1: it's not in development
3: hell, it's in development Atlantis.
1: <laughs> it, it left.
3: Hey, Forrest, uh, it's your turn for your
0: last compliment, your minor compliment for Atlas Shrugged, part two of four.
3: Okay, well, we talked a little about the wedding where Frisco shows up, And makes these big long speeches, and I actually really like that part as an actor. That he goes in and absolutely lays out in no uncertain terms everybody's, particularly Reardon's like deepest character (laughs) traits. Yeah. Like you would like people to bring you food, but you don't want to get it yourself. (laughs) Uh, You are in favor of trees, but you hate bamboo.
0: Well, that brings us to the uh the end of our show uh thank you so much for listening this has been episode 39 of uh, uh and if, if you want to join us again next week we'll be reading part three of four so the next 12 hours of the unabridged or three hours of the abridged um if you'd like to read along like i said there's always the uh, free book which you can get at audible podcast.com slash read and weep also uh we're uh we're working on a new drive I think we, we really need more iTunes reviews so you should all search for read and weep on iTunes and leave your feedback there leave some reviews and some five-star stuff and yeah so in addition to all of the other responsibilities you have as a fan like Facebook and and commenting and sending us ideas for books and signing up for the free audiobooks so we can get money. Uh, You are also responsible for commenting on iTunes and giving us five stars there, so go out and do that right now, and make sure all of your friends do it, uh, because you owe us that much. Wow. Yeah.
3: Wow, that was that was arousing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's odd. I feel I feel pretty defeated right now. Yeah, you're
1: cr- I mean, it's cuz well, here's the thing. It's like this is the this is the point no return, right? It's it's just as long to go backwards as it is to go forwards. So, might as well finish it at this point. <laughs> you're making me weep right <laughs> yeah. now. It's-
0: we didn't. We didn't swim across this book. As we could just stop. No,
1: there was some swimming involved. There was some slogging. All right, I had to slog back through the yeah. other way. I listened to all the books backwards.
3: I'm pretty sure that's the rule. You have to read backwards every part of the book that you don't. That's, yeah, no, that's I mean, you you stop. guys don't
1: read backwards afterwards because like that's how I, that's how I can forget the book. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, anyway, thank you for being here as always, Chris and Ezra. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us today Forrest Forrest is there something we can uh, we can Pimp for you Do you have a, a public blog Or a project Or a
1: pet charity or something
3: um, A pet charity
1: yeah, no. yeah
0: like Where people give money to pet puppies or something
1: it doesn't literally have to be about pets well, or you know, pet turdies.
3: I could give you my address if you're going to give money to somebody <laughs> me.
1: No, we, we, can pimp, we can pimp the Weekly Snack for sure, you, right? Sure, you can
3: pimp the Weekly Snack. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a blog that I keep mostly for, I don't know, mostly for people I know, but maybe you'll like it. It's, it's a lot of pictures of me listening to Blazer games, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's theweeklysnack.blogspot.com.
0: I... I love the idea that all all the people who come on this show have, like, super personal blogs that we give out. We're really? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> hey fans, if you like this show, you'd like to hear about
1: Kate's day. Thing is, like, we actually, like, I've seen some of our fans, like, you know, following, like, uh, Colleen's blog, for example.
3: Also, any, any, if you happen to have any listeners in New York City, I am in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream at the Forty Fifth Street Theater on April twenty second. Oh,
2: see, that is a perfect oh, independent. Anyway, uh,
0: excellent. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening. Uh, we will, we will see you again next week, and that is it for us. Goodbye. Cheep, 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 cheep. <laughs>
3: Jeep? Is that a. Uh... Was that a. Wait, no, no. I got this one. I got this one. Okay. That was a horse. Uh, <laughs> a man on a horse slaughtering a small sparrow out of the air with his sword.
1: Okay, let me try again. Me try actually, fairly
3: close.
0: Uh, Ezra, what, what famous saying was that?
1: <laughs> what famous saying was that? Oh, yeah. a bird in the. A bird in the. Hands between the bushes or something like
2: that? Killing two birds with one hand. Hey! Yeah.
3: What was the There was definitely a horse sound on there. <laughs> Are you killing the two birds was, from a horse with one
2: stone? There was stone?
0: cheap cheap, not clop clop. No, the little no, whistling you, sound. There was a whistle probably... and then there was a there was there was one bird that was a songbird and the one that was going cheep 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 cheep. cheep, cheep. It was like a little uh, No, cheaper. there
3: was there was definitely a horsey sound. <laughs> what were you going to guess
0: as?
1: Oh, I thought it was a, a, a small like a, a baby a baby chick walking into a mouse trap.
3: Oh, that's cute. That would work. <laughs>
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was going to guess the new Lady Gaga single you gotta have nothing.